Blog Talk Radio. I don't know why, but that Blog Talk Radio trips me up every time. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. I, of course, am Kelly. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It trips me up every time. It's like I'm waiting for it, and then it, then it surprises me every single time. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Our show today, we're kind of doing a little bit different topic. We're talking about <laughs> using sexual energy and how it relates to your self-image and your subconscious. Everyone knows how powerful sex can be. If you want to join in the conversation, you can call 646-716-9645 and join the conversation. So what do you think, Lisa? Have, have you ever used sexual energy to manifest something you wanted? There seems to be in, in looking at this topic, not really researching it, but in looking at this topic, it seems to be a really common thing. It's like a really popular topic of conversation these days is using sexual energy to manifest things. You know, I'm sure I've used sexual energy to manifest without knowing that I did. Um, now that I'm more on a, on a journey of manifesting, or actually I guess being more aware of thoughts or things and manifestation and the different laws of the universe and whatnot, um, I've been doing a lot of personal development and one book that I have recently um, read, if you will, it was an audio book, but it mentioned the the sex drive and the sexual energy, also known as sexual transmutation, and how people who really tap into that have uh, much more creativity and most successful people have tapped into it. Some might not have even known that they've tapped into it. Now, another word that we know it as is tantric so right i don't know i guess i you know i kind of studied a little bit in the past but then i broke away from it because of the relationships i was in it just kind of wasn't in line with them and whatnot so maybe i have used i'm pretty sure i've used i know i have um i don't know if it's if it's manifested you know a large amount of things for me but i'm pretty sure that i used my sexuality to get my way in in some form, shape, or fashion, you know, in my past. Yeah, I think everyone has, really. Um, you know, with, with tantric, and, and we were talking a little bit before the show and, and messaging before the show, tantric sex is what most people think of when you talk about using sexuality to manifest things. And really, it's it's all about taking that energy and directing it for some reason in, in the West. And and this is probably true all around the world. Women have kind of been taught that we're not supposed to enjoy sex. It's changing. I mean, more and more women are coming forward and saying, well, that's a crock, you know, but um, I think historically women have been, have felt less comfortable using sexual energy or directing that sexual energy. And I I think that really 
is behind sort of what a lot of uh, people in the self-development field call the, the, the women's spirituality movement. It's all about that, really. That's where it started from. Because it is okay to enjoy sex, and you're supposed to. And it is also okay to direct your energy, whether it is sexual energy or spiritual energy or whatever other energy you want to talk about. It's okay to direct that energy. And I think we've been taught to just let that energy dissipate, get rid of it as quickly as possible. Just, you know, don't even acknowledge it as this. And that's really shortchanging ourselves is what that is. So I, I think everyone does it. I think whether we want to admit it or not, um, everyone has used their sexual energy to manifest something. Um, when I was talking about the topic for today's show with someone last night, <laughs> it, 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 okay, it made me laugh. She says, well, yeah, of course I've used my sexual energy to manifest things. And I said, you have? Great. What, what, is, what was that like? Would you call into the show? And she said, well, I've manifested three children. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> All righty then, you know, not quite what we were talking about, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but really, as, as funny as that is to me, it does illustrate the point that we've kind of been taught that that um, our sexual energy is only for reproduction. And really, there comes a point in time where, you know, to be perfectly honest, that's just not what we're into anymore. We just, you know, it, it, it's not all, it becomes not all about having the, the children. We have a caller, so I'm going to try to get the caller on the line here. Good morning. You're on the air. You have something to add to the conversation? Hello. We're having trouble hearing you. Okay, we we can't hear you. So, um I'm we'll try it. Please try your call again. We can't cannot hear you there. Um that was interesting. I could kind of hear him, but not really. Um Sorry. So, <laughs> One of the other things that ties in with sexual energy, you know, we talk a lot on the show about the chakras, the energy centers in your body. And your sexual energy really comes from your sacral chakra. That that chakra is um, yeah, probably about two inches below your, your uh, belly button. That is... Um, that's sort of a a um a seat of creativity. It is sexual energy and all of that kind of stuff too, but it's also creativity and it is the chakra that that makes you or that governs your relationships with with yourself and with other people. It lets you connect to other people. It lets you let go of past experiences. So one of the things that a lot of women have talked to me about is money issues or feelings of not having enough or feelings of not being enough. Your self-esteem is directly connected to this chakra as well. 
So when we're talking about sexuality, you, you need to understand that that does have a direct impact on your self-esteem. And your self-esteem and your relationships with people and how you feel emotionally, that all relates to your money. This is, this is where, this is the chakra that really governs money, um, financial power, business reactions, social interactions, all of that stuff is is related to this as well. And we have our caller back. We're going to try to get them on. Good morning. Are we trying again? Hello? Well, that person is having a hard time connecting. So what do you think about that, The how sexual energy relates to your self-esteem? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I believe that 100% it is definitely a correlation. Any time you want to research on the subject, you'll definitely see that, you know, even in your libido, a woman's libido can be lowered. Um, and, you know, we said before the show, if you dress frumpy, you feel frumpy. And, um, right. you know, there, there might be some other reasons, uh, medical reasons, you know, something could be wrong with your thyroid. You could have other mood disorders and whatnot. But absolutely, they go hand in hand. If you can look in the mirror and say, oh, this is such a cute outfit, and, and then, you know, you, you kind of feel that way as well. So you might be a little more playful. You might have a little more confidence. And you walk differently. And people, you're admitting that to the world when you're walking around, and they kind of right. tend to gravitate towards, towards that. So, no, I believe there's definitely – a correlation. In fact, I said before the show, you know, women get a pair of, a, you know, nice set of matching bra and panties and add to the collection. And, you know, it's amazing what it can do for your, for your um, overall sense of, of being at that point, your presence, how you feel about yourself. It, it absolutely does. And one of the things that I was mentioning before the show is, if you are one of the people that work from home, like like I do and, and Lisa does, we, it's really easy to get into that habit of just, you know, staying in pajamas or sweats or yoga pants or something all day. Try this ex- experiment. I tried it myself years ago, and it worked so well. I've done it ever since. When you get up in the morning, do whatever it is that you would normally do, your normal routine. Uh, whether it's meditation or it's yoga or it's going for a walk or taking care of the kids or getting people off to work in school, whatever your normal thing is. When you get back home, take a shower and get dressed as if you had an important meeting. You know, you don't want to overdress because you are going to be staying in your, your house. But if you're comfortable with that, go for it. But get dressed like you are a respectable business person. Because what happens, and what happened to me, is when I would stay home and I would be in sweats and I didn't, I didn't leave, I ended up not leaving my house, not because I couldn't have, but because I just didn't want to. I, you know, you get into that, ah, this is comfortable, I'll just stay here, you know, this is nice. And that's not going to move you forward, either personally with personal development or in your business life. So get up, get dressed, look respectable, and then take a break during your day and go to the post office if you need to or run some errands. But make sure you get out of your house. You know, when, when I was very young and started 
working in the real estate industry, I had an incredibly intelligent broker who, when I walked into the office the first day, said, okay, let me show you how this works. Come follow me. And he led me back out the door. And I went, what? And he says, this is, this is the key. This is where most people trip up is they sit here at their desk and they think people are going to come beating their door down to buy what they're selling. That's not the way business works. You have to get up and get out. And that kind of stuck with me. And even if you don't have an appointment that day, you can still look like you do. And it does wonders for your self-esteem. And like Lisa alluded to, if you look good, you feel better. You feel that sexual energy. Even if you, you're not identifying it as a sexual sort of energy, anytime we look at ourselves in the mirror and we go, oh, hey, I look really, really good today, that is playing into that sexual energy. That is playing into that supporting your second chakra. And that is enhancing your self-image. So I, I, that's just a tip that I learned through the years, and it works really well for me. Have any yes. tips that have worked for you? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I told you I have, I've told everyone um, that listens, past listeners, I have mirror writings all over the place. And if I don't feel it when I look in the mirror and I see that, I've, that I'm telling myself, hello, gorgeous, it kind of picks me up a little bit. And, and I know we did a show together. We were guests on a show and we talked about self-love and I, I don't want to really bring that in too much um, with this conversation, but, you know, we are talking about confidence and what you wear. And I had mentioned that, you know, I don't like my arms, but it doesn't mean I have to focus on them. What I can do is wear a shirt that covers them and I still feel really good and I still look really good, but I don't notice my arms as much because they're not, the predominant feature or, you know, they're not exposed as much. And so that makes me feel a lot better throughout my day and and gives me more confidence. Um, I know that they're there. I know I need to work on them. And that's something that I have been doing recently, but that doesn't mean that I need to focus all of the negative towards that. And I think that's something that's, you know, kind of important that we talk about too is is the, the confidence aspect there's more positive when you're feeling confident than there's negative and you tend to push right. the negative away so but you know I, you and I, I both absolutely. researched this and because we were kind of like all right there's this great thing and we want to talk about it and now where do we go from here and, and you know there's um, I yeah there's so much that we can talk about with this with this topic <laughs> I, I've, well I've there is some steps and all kinds of things like what women should do and what men should do and you know I was thinking before the show one thing that um, I remember as to why my sexual energy is repressed and I kind of go in cycles sometimes it's not sometimes it is it does have to do with a lot of the self-care and how I feel about myself but I grew up with modesty and women shouldn't show too much skin because they don't want to attract this and attract that and they don't want to get raped and all this other stuff and it's wrong and women are the ones that are the reason that men do these things and and all of that and so I kind of grew up in that society it was it was not just my my house 
it wasn't just my parents. It was the schools that I attended and the churches that I went to. Right. You know, there's a lot of responsibility put on women for men's sex problems. And, you know, growing right. up that way really suppressed my power. And I'm learning this now, and I'm trying right. to undo it. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think that is very, very true. And even even the way women move, it goes beyond the way they dress. It goes beyond makeup or, or hair. Even even movement with women. I know, um, you know, in the, what was it, 80-something, that movie Footloose came out. And it was all about, you know, the, the sins of, of rock and roll music. And, oh, my God, please don't dance, or, you know. But really and truly, we've all known that woman who walks into a room and it's just, she's just magnetic. You know, those those women who are very strong and, and, you know, just have that air about them. Those are women who are really, really rooted in their femininity, in, in their sexual energy. And it has nothing to do with the act of sex usually. And that's another area where it gets kind of confusing for people. Just because you're comfortable with your sexual energy does not mean, you know, you're, you're, that's what you're always thinking about or, or that's what's always on your mind. I, I think really there's a whole generation, well, there are multiple generations, but there are, are generations of women who grew up like you just described where, you know, that's not ladylike. You know, that's not nice. Be the good girl. Be the nice girl. And, you know, some of the nicest girls that I've ever known have grown up to be the fiercest when it came to their their sexual natures. Um, What we're talking about with, with embracing your sexuality is embracing that self love, embracing that who you are ness. For, for lack of a better way to say that, um, embracing that you are woman or you are a man and being very, very comfortable in your own skin and live with an openness to connect with other people, not on a sexual relationship basis all the time, people. Come on, calm down. I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> but connect with people heart to heart, connect with people mentally and, and really be comfortable enough in yourself to open the door to, to your feminine nature. You know, it's, it's really because we have had this culture of repression, it really takes a lot of courage to do that. But um, it's really, really important if, women don't embrace their sexual nature and realize that they are sexual beings and they are sensual beings and they are loving beings, they're not really ever able to move forward and be fulfilled. It's, it's really allow yourself to be that person. Allow yourself to be that strong woman who just walks into a room and is magnetic and electric and courageous and that all the other women look at and say, wow, what is she doing? I want to do whatever she's doing. Be that person 
And a huge piece of that is our sexual is our sexuality, our sexual energy, because we've been told for so long that it's wrong to have it. It's really right. important that we we break those taboos and fully embrace ourselves as sexual beings. Something when I was I, I wrote it down here. Um, that when a woman allows herself to plunge into the depths of her expression, her bliss, and her power, she becomes unstoppable. And isn't that what we're all trying to be? Yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't even remember what side I saw it on, so I'm sorry, but it's uh, it's not my quote. It's somebody else's um, you know, it's it's really society is always trying to define us. And a huge reason, in my mind, a huge reason so many women suffer from self-esteem issues is because they've allowed society to try and define them. They've accepted society's definitions of who they are. And we waste way too much time looking outside of ourselves, looking at society, looking at our friends, looking at our family, and trying to be what everybody else wants us to be. So, you know, it's it's all, it's key to look inside of yourself for who you are, you know, for, for that joy, for that self-confidence. And em, embracing your sexuality is a huge, huge, huge piece of that puzzle. You're right. You know, and it, it's interesting that the most basic instinct that we have as human beings is considered taboo. It is the survival of our species. It is what drives a man to do what he does for a woman, or I'm just using this particular situation. I'm not, I don't want to get into the whole LBGTQ thing. Um, you know, and what a woman does for her man or her right. woman or whatever. So, you know, it is basic. It is very much the basic instinct that we have. And, um, you know, for it to be something that, you know, I remember the words floozy and slut and right, tramp right. And, and not in a good way, the way that the word tramp has become a bad thing, you know. And, and it was, yeah, I, I remember that and, and being terrified but still having the desire to be an Audrey Hepburn right. or a Marilyn Monroe or meeting, <laughs> you know, Fred Astaire or a Frank Sinatra type of you know, um, James Dean, oh, my goodness, <laughs> you know, like, I remember, well, you, know, you know, wanting to be that and, and, and but still, like, shying away it was bad. From, yeah. from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really, that, how did that make you feel? Doesn't that tell you that there's something wrong with you? You know, and I think all of us grew up like that. I, I think most people in, like, our generation grew up with that. You know, you oh, she's she's a floozy, you know, or or you know that's that's bad, or don't be like that. And yet, it's it's it was really suppressing natural desires and being told that something that is very natural is wrong. Um, one of the people uh, I've talked about my grandmother. My my grandmother was light years ahead of her time, but one of the things that um, she told me when when I was a kid, you know, banana. It, it wasn't bananas. It was uh, Gunsmoke was on TV, and there was a character, Miss Kitty. And I wanted to be Miss Kitty. She was the saloon madam. 
I wanted to be Miss Kitty because her name was Kitty and I liked cats. And that was the way my child mind thought. You know, she right. must be very cool because, you know, she, her name is Kitty. Right. And my grandmother, rather than telling me that, no, don't, you don't want to, you don't, no, you don't want to do that. She, she said, well, okay, um, you can be whatever you want to be and I will love you no matter what you are. Um, not sure being a saloon madam is in your future, but hey, go for it. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't, I was young. I didn't understand what she was saying, but the fact that she told me it was okay to want to be that really stuck with me. And, you know, she was just light years ahead of her time because that was at a time when, you know, Oh my God, you don't want to do that. You know, that was, that was the, the thing. But, um, yeah, that makes a whole lot of people feel really bad about themselves being told that something that is such a natural, strong, strong urging um, is wrong. Right. You know, one of the things that that I read, and I, I well, let's let's touch bit brie- briefly. Can't talk anymore on the LGBTQ community because sure. part of embracing your sexuality is embracing your sexuality so if you are in that community don't think that this does not apply to you as well right because it does you know it most definitely does and that is a large segment of the population that has been told that their natural desires are wrong so you've got that whole group of people saying, well, everyone's natural desires are wrong and mine are really wrong, so wow, I must be really bad, you know, and, and that's, not, that's not right. It, it, it being, having a sexual experience, no matter what that means to you, is part of being human. It's part of the human experience, and I, I think it's really time we, um, we really embrace that. Um, but one of the things that I, I learned about, uh, this was some tips that I found on um, embracing your sexuality for women. And one of them was movement, moving. Um, the more we connect to our bodies by moving, the, the better we know ourselves and the more comfortable we feel in our own skin. So get moving, and they suggest dance, yoga, tai chi, qigong, martial arts, and those kinds of things. Um, but this was my favorite. Let your belly hang out. Um, I, I can't tell you how often I was told throughout my life to, you know, shoulders back, stand up straight, hold your stomach in. Um, and this, this tip here says, um, as women, we are subject to a flood of dialogue about what our bodies should look like. Everyone wants us to look a certain way. It's no wonder so many women walk around holding our bellies in. When we do this, we cut ourselves off from our energy source. And that's something that I learned through Reiki. But it's, it's worth repeating here about the second chakra, when you're straining the muscles in that area all the time. Now, I'm not saying don't sit, stand up straight and hold your stomach in and shoulders back, you know, when, you're, when it's appropriate. But if you are relaxing at home or if, even if you're just out with friends, 
when you are holding in your stomach muscles so tightly that you're straining, you're cutting off your second chakra. And that's where your sexuality and your emotions and your relationships with money and with business and with other people, like we've talked about earlier in the show, that's where all that stuff is seated. So why would you want to cut that off? Um, it, it's it's really cutting those? yourself off from it. Go ahead. That's interesting. That's interesting. So um, what about, like, people who have ripped abs, you know, they're – very much into the fitness world and they have the six packs or eight packs or, you know, bounce a quarter off of my abs. abs. What, what about them? Because well, I think that's a little bit tight from all their exercise. Right. I think that's a little bit different because that's the natural state of their body. What this is talking okay. about is women who maybe have a belly pooch, you know, and you're trying oh, to hide okay. it. And and, you in. know, okay. Yeah, and you're trying to suck it in and pretend it doesn't exist. When you're doing that, you're cutting yourself off from that whole section of your body. Um, it's really I'm sure it does for men too, right? Yes, well, it does for men okay. too. This this was particularly <laughs> tips for women, but yes, it works for men too because we all have those same chakras, and the chakra, the second chakra, represents the same things for for either sex. Um, <laughs> I, I just I don't know why anyone would want to cut themselves off from that that section of themselves. But it was interesting for me to revisit that because I am a Reiki master and I have studied chakras extensively. And um, this was even something that I had um, forgotten. I'm sure I learned it at some point, but it was something that I had forgotten. So that was... Um, that was my favorite tip was, you know, don't walk around sucking your stomach in. But there are other ways, too. I mean, creativity. <laughs> yeah, you can tell where my mind's at this way. <laughs> I, I will not be sucking my stomach in today. Um, <laughs> but, but there are other things like creativity. You know, creativity um, is really associated with your sexuality and people don't really, they aren't conscious of that, but it's very true. Yes. Um, I you know, those, those kinds of things. Make love to your mission, whatever your mission yeah. is in life, whatever your purpose is in life. And, and it could be that you work for someone else and then you have this amazing job that you love to go to every day. It could be, you know, an entrepreneurial thing. It could be that you're an artist or a musician or whatever, but you make love to your mission and you harness your sexual energy into that. Um, I think right. it's kind of important that we teach people a little bit on how you transfer sexual desire to your brain to utilize the energy and the power of sexual desire to fuel your life and your life's work. But I want to say real quick, too, that one important thing we're for, we're, we haven't mentioned is we're not talking about just going out and, and having lots of, you know, random sex and whatnot. The basis of sexual desire is driven by love and that it's important to incorporate a good man or a good woman or a good family or whatnot, the love aspect into the sexual energy. Right. And, still there? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, 
it was um, – I can't remember now. I should have written down the site names. But there, there was a really interesting um, thing that I read, too, about how having multiple sexual partners really depletes your sexual energy. Um, seems counterintuitive to many people, I'm sure. But it says the, the site was talking about tantric sex in particular, which is all about forming a deeper connection than just a sexual experience with the, with the other party. It's more about um, breathing together and looking into each other's eyes and, and seeing the inner child in the other person and taking your time and really, really forming that deep connection. And I've known people who actively engage in tantric methods all the time. And the way they describe this is it's more of a spiritual connection rather than a sexual connection. And many, many times they can go through a tantric experience with someone which will last hours and they never actually have sex. And yet both parties are completely fulfilled because they have made that deeper connection. So having multiple partners not only is not what we're talking about, but on an energy level, it's not a good thing. Um, It's it's really very depleting rather than um, rewarding is what it becomes. So back to how we transfer that sexual energy into manifesting. In my mind, it starts with making sure your chakras are balanced. That is because I have a Reiki background. Um, (laughs) But when you're working with energy, you feel the energy. And you can hold the thought of what you want to accomplish, what you want to manifest, the, the path you want to continue down and direct that energy through your body into that thought form. And thought for, thoughts become thought forms, which become things, which become experiences in our lives, becomes how our life is going to be. If, you're, if that sounds like I'm speaking Swahili, um, contact me because it's a really deep subject. But I do think it starts with being secure in your own skin, and allowing yourself to feel that energy. You know, through the years, I've had many, many, many coaching clients that have all had come to me with, with uh, some form of a sexual dysfunction where they were either over-interested or had no interest at all or, you know, were, it was not an enjoyable experience to them. And in each of these cases, it had something to do with they were not allowing themselves to fully let go and enjoy the experience. You have to be able to feel the energy in your body in order to direct it to manifest what you want to bring into your life. Um, that's really the starting point. So if, if you're unable to feel that energy coursing through your body, do some movement exercises tai chi is great for that you don't even have to really do the exact poses that they do 
The same thing with yoga. You know, if you get close, good for you. That's where you're supposed to be. Too many people go into these practices and they think they have to be perfect from the beginning, and that's not true. It's all about knowing your body and getting to know your body and getting comfortable being in your body. And when you can do that, then you can feel the energy. You can use your sexual energy. You can use your sensuality to direct that energy in the, in the method you want to direct it to, um, not necessarily manifesting children. Although, you know, hey, that's, that's great too. <laughs> I love the, the tips that you just gave, and I just I want to expand on that just a little bit. Most of the research sure. that I have found um, discusses the need to – Stop masturbating and to stop watching porn. And I think right. those are two very right. important important topics because uh, you're you, when you release yourself too much, then you're also releasing your creative energy and you're not reharnessing right. or harnessing that. You're not redirecting the energy, the power of that energy. Um, you know, you're not harnessing that power. Um, most of the things that I have seen have been. Uh, don't overindulge. You think of drugs and alcohol, right. um, and, and it's the same thing. Overindulgence of sex can also lead to the same thing. And the tantric uh, principles, you can still have sex. You're just not releasing. Right. And if and, you want more information, I have an expert on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. Um, there are ways that you, you don't, you don't release, but you can still have orgasms. So if you're interested in that, just, right. you know, study Tantra. Uh, I'm pretty sure Karma Sutra is in there somewhere too. And it's, it's really, it's the bond between you and your partner um, and just, you know, utilizing this basic, basic instinct that we have. Uh, that basic instinct is, is on the top of the list. I think, we would rather have sex than shelter. You know, I just think it's kind of like in our DNA. So, you know, it's right. um, harnessing that power. But I have seen a lot of that, and I right. just want to mention that um, before we ended the show. I, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I think it, I it's, it's a really interesting – yeah. <laughs> well, it's a really interesting topic all the way around, and it's such an important one. I'm really kind of surprised we haven't had this – show before but um right. we've just barely scratched the surface really we really have yes. it's, so it's worth out. looking into it's all about knowing who you are first and embracing who you are and your sexuality that is really the seat of your power as a human being and when you cut yourself off from that when you don't allow yourself that pleasure or those experiences or whatever it is for you, you're cutting yourself off from a very, very, very important part of yourself. And it only hurts yourself. So, you know, no matter what society has taught you, no matter how you were raised, get over it. You know, it's time to really embrace who you are and your sensuality and your sexuality. It's a huge piece of who you are. So... I think we've got a wrap here. You have some final thoughts, Lisa. This was your topic, by the way. This was Lisa's topic, by the way, everybody. So. Thank her. 
you know, I just, I'm learning a lot, and this is something that hasn't really been talked about. I, I, I know I've right. done several uh, research attempts on this. Uh, most of it's directed towards men because the original author who really shed some light on this particular subject but didn't go into a whole lot of detail um, only referred to men because of the time frame that the book was written. Women were still staying at home, taking care of children. They weren't really out in the workforce much. Um, so most of what I've been finding has been for men. I know libido and self-confidence plays a huge part in the sexual energy that you have. I know there's natural stages that particularly women go through, uh, but there's still things that you can do to tweak those stages to where you're not stuck in that particular rut or um, low libido if you don't want to be there. Um, movement, self-love, we, we talk about that all the time, is, is important. Love and sexual desire go together hand in hand. Find yourself a good person. And, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. There's a lot of research. Uh, this practice goes thousands of years. I'm not even sure how old Tantra oh, yeah. is, to be honest with you, but this yeah. practice really does go back thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that we could even say Christ was a master of owning his sexual energy because his magnetism with with people was just spot on. So, you know, it's it's been in practice for so for thousands of years. If you want more information, right. you can contact me. If I don't know the answers, I can help you find them. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, really, it's, it's all about making a deeper connection with yourself and with other people. That's really what it does come down to. So I think that's our show today. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll do some more research and maybe we'll do a follow-up on some of this send us your comments and uh, let us know what you want us to talk about on the next show thank you so much guys have a beautiful beautiful day bye bye everyone